It's You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. The terrific Football Tuesday edition of You Better You Bet rolls on. Nick Costos, Ken Barkley, and you here on the BetQL Network. Absolutely loved the interview last hour with Brandon Marshall, former NFL linebacker, Super Bowl champion, uh, and our new BetQL Network teammate doing a great job on NFL Sundays on Inside the Betting Lines. And uh, we just tweeted out the video of him saying he doesn't think Brock Purdy should be in the MVP um, conversation. Absolutely love that from Brandon Marshall. If you missed it, you can check it out in podcast form. Just search You Bet wherever the hell it is that you find your podcasts. Over the course of the next 60 minutes, we'll continue our handicap of Week 15 in the National Football League. Ken will tell you about the betting movement happening in the Vikings-Bengals game on Saturday with Nick Mullins announced as Minnesota's starting quarterback. And we will continue to talk the Titans and the Texans. We'll get to the Dolphins and the Jets, the Saints against Tommy DeVito and the Giants, and the two primetime games on Sunday and Monday night, the Ravens and the Jags in Jacksonville, the Eagles and the Seahawks in Seattle. But speaking of those of those Jacksonville Jaguars, it is an absolute pleasure to welcome to the show right now. Uh, we, we had him on on a playoff show, but this is his weekday debut on the show. Pro Football Hall of Famer, in my opinion, the best player in the history of the Jacksonville Jaguars, uh, Hall of Fame left tackle and NFL analyst for our friends at Westwood One and good friend of our good friend, Pete Prisco. And uh, Tony Baselli is going to join us in just a moment here. Tony, just so you know, I asked Pete a little earlier, like, hey, like, Tony's coming on. I know you guys are friends. What are some things I could say to Tony, like, to kind of like, whatever, like, like make the interview fun, whatever, loosen him up, whatever. And Pete said uh, a couple things, which I don't think I want to say on the show, but just so you know, I did reach out to Pete and he said a couple things to me that I thought were a little suspect. Tony is on Twitter at Tony Baselli. My man, welcome to You Better You Bet, Nick Costos, Ken Barkley. How are you? I always worry when in my in the introduction that part of my introduction is being friends with Pete Frisco. That's like uh, that's I can go down and that's kind of uh, that's an interesting uh, crowd to be a part of. But I do love Pete. He's uh, he's the best. We have a long, long history, a long friendship since uh, 1995 when he was the beat writer and we used to battle and yell at each other in the locker room. That's right. That's not where I expected that answer to go, but all right. Uh, Tony, a bunch of t- things we want to ask you about, a bunch of games we would love to ask you about. I want to start, though. We've spent a lot of time on our show today and this week, and I think a lot of shows have, talking about most valuable player, because it just seems to be like a, a unique discussion for this season, too, where the betting market has two big favorites to an MVP, like just two favorites that are the most likely. Dak Prescott, which I don't think is surprising to that many people, and Brock Purdy. And there's just been a lot of discussion. I'm sure you've seen some of it too, Tony. Maybe you have a strong opinion on it. Like, can Brock Purdy be the MVP of the league? His team is so good. There's so many all-pro players, so many great skill position players. Can a quarterback in that offense win most valuable player? I think a lot of people have a lot of different opinions on that. Some people think probably, yeah, no problem. Some people, we had Brandon Marshall, former linebacker on last hour. He was like, I kind of roll my eyes at that, that he can win. Where do you kind of come down on this, like, Brock Purdy as as that valuable to the Niners' success? Well, I'd love to know why he can't. Like, what would make – and I, I played against Brandon Marshall, respect him. I mean, not played against him. He was in Jacksonville for a little bit before he went – I know him. Before he went to Denver, uh, why would Brandon roll his eyes at Brock Purdy? Like, because if you tell me it's because he has so many great players on his roster, is Dallas talent deficient? I mean, go look at that roster. Look at that offensive line. You could argue that the offensive line is much better or as far as star-studded. They probably have two Hall of Famers in Tyron Smith and, and uh, Zach, uh, uh, the right guard. Martin. Uh, Martin, thank you, Zach Martin. And they got 
CD Lamb, they you know they got one of the best defenses. You know they got Michael Parsons, a defensive player of the year guy. I mean they they're stacked. So if it's because of the talent around him, I don't buy that. If you look at the numbers, he puts up amazing numbers. He's productive. Um, he does nothing but win. So yeah, I mean I I mean I think Dak's having an amazing year, but I think Brock's having an amazing year as well, and I I don't see why he couldn't be up there. I and mean, I think a guy they're probably leaving out. If you watch Monday Night Football last night, pretty obvious that Tyreek Hill makes that offense go in Miami and is doing things that few people ever have at that position. I think you had to put Tyreek Hill in the conversation, you know, unless you are of the uh, ilk that you think really the MVP um, is really who's the best quarterback. Because that's really, at some level, it feels like what it's become. All right, Tony. So you like Brandon kind of dismissed Brock Purdy as an MVP candidate, and it's his right to do so, right? So well, you, just you won't why, do that, right, Nick? Real quick, just because, just t- Tony. I know you kind of asked. I know it was kind of like, you know, uh, just like you know, not not sure why uh, why people would dismiss Brock Purdy. Just the case was, and I think this is easy to understand. And like you're right with everything that you're saying, but I just just to like kind of like defend his position, just because he's not here. Just the idea that he he argued like if you take Brock Purdy off the Niners. And we've seen the Niners like swap in a lot of quarterbacks because of injury and because they wanted a different quarterback. His argument was basically if you swap in another quarterback, they're at least still maybe a playoff team and they're at least pretty good. If you take Josh Allen off the Bills or Dak Prescott off the Cowboys, his argument was like the drop off is greater. Just to kind of like color in with, I think, a little bit more of the argument there. Like, do you, do you buy any of that, I guess? I mean, maybe that's part of this, too. Yeah, like these hypothetical situations we'd like to build out. I mean, which I, you kind of have to, I guess. Um, I don't always buy because, I mean, if you look at the win record since Brock Purdy's been the quarterback and the in the production and what he has done, um, I think it's hard to argue you can just put anyone in there. Like I know for, I mean, I've heard. So and I was going to say I know for a fact, but I've heard from good, reliable sources that because of Brock Purdy's ability and how he can comprehend and how he can control the offense. Like Kyle Shanahan's whole playbook's open. He can digest the entire thing. I mean, this was a similar argument early. You remember Tom Brady? Remember it was everyone but Tom Brady at the Patriots? This is why they won Super Bowls. It was the defense. It was Belichick. It was this, that, and the other. I think history has proven the one constant uh, that was in New England is why they won was Tom Brady. And he proved that when he went to um, Tampa. Now, and it took a while for people to realize that. And I think it's going to be the same thing because of where Brock Purdy was drafted. You know, the measurables aren't kind of off the chart. Um, you know, all the different things that kind of go into it. You know, I don't think Brock Purdy will win um, the MVP for a lot of other reasons that have nothing to do with what he does on the field. And, and pro- maybe it's fair because he is, I mean, the, from top to bottom, that 49 roster is, is stacked. But, and so is Dallas. They're both great teams. Um, and it will probably take Brock multiple years uh, to prove people that, oh, yeah, you are a franchise quarterback. Yes, you, you are really dang good. You're not just a – because what you hear today around Brock is he's a system quarterback. He's successful because of the system. And while I do agree partly that because I think Kyle Shanahan is one of the best offensive minds in all of football and how he designs his offense and what he does, um, so I, I mean, that's a fair argument at one level. And so I think it's going to take Brock a number of years to, to play at this level before people kind of view him as a franchise guy. Cause if we sat here and talked about who are the best quarterbacks in the NFL, who are the franchise quarterbacks? 
My guess is it would take a little bit of time before we got to Brock Purdy's name. You better, you better here with Nick and Ken on a terrific football Tuesday, talking the National Football League with Pro Football Hall of Famer, Westwood One NFL analyst, our friend Tony Baselli. Tony on Twitter at Tony Baselli. All right, Tony. So you made a good case that Brock Purdy should be an MVP consideration. As of right now, if you had to pick, who do you think the most valuable player is in the NFL in 2023? Well, just because of my recency bias, I'm going to go Tyree Kill after seeing how inept they were without him on the field as an offense. Um, and maybe just to be the contrarian, because I, I don't think it should be just a, uh, a quarterback award, um, which it has been because just the way the game is played. Um, I think Dak will win it the way that he's playing this year. And I think, and I think he could deserve it. And I, I, you know, I could be talked into voting for Dak, but I think what Tyree kills doing at the wide receiver position and how important he is to that offense and how he makes that entire offense go and be explosive. Um, I think he has a strong argument as well to be the MVP, but you know, you know, I could be swayed pretty easily because I saw Dak on uh, Thursday night called the game for Wesley one against Seattle and, he is absolutely fabulous right now. Tony, just curious then, Dak, obviously a huge game coming up this week. Maybe this obviously affects his MVP candidacy. And maybe Josh Allen can get back in the MVP conversation. Dallas heads to Buffalo. Early weather forecast might be really windy at the game, too, which could impact maybe how both quarterbacks play in the game, like 20, 25-mile-per-hour winds and cold. As Buffalo in December, I think we all kind of have a, a mental image of what that's going to look like. So the, the Bills, Tony, are, are a very small favorite in the game. It's essentially just pick the winner of the game. You mentioned you like the way Dak's playing right now. Uh, Buffalo obviously beats Kansas city last week if you had to pick the winner of that game dallas at buffalo uh who wins and why well i'm gonna i'm gonna go buffalo just be i mean a lot of things you said weather home field i think they're playing at a at a high level right now um both coming off emotional you know physical games um from the week before so no advantage there and i think you know josh allen's an interesting case as far as MVP, because what he means to that team and in games where it is, you know, questionable weather and everything else, you know, obviously his strong arm, Dak has a strong arm as well, you know, fighting through the wind and throwing it obviously important, but what Josh Allen can do with his legs, he runs like no other quarterback. Um, now, Will Levis tried to run like Josh Allen last night and took some huge hits, but Josh Allen, like he tucks the ball and it's like, he's a fullback all of a sudden. I mean, he and he's more athletic and nimble and and good movement than you know you would think a guy his size would be. And so I think his legs make him super dangerous in in these late December January games where weather is a big factor. So I probably give a slight edge just because the Bills are hot. It's desperation. I mean, every game is really based on you know they're at seven and six. You know, the AFC is super crowded um, at home. I, I like the Bills. All right, so that's the uh, the Bills and the Cowboys coming up on Sunday. Tony, let's talk about the Jaguars on Sunday Night Football, hosting the Baltimore Ravens. And Jacksonville reeling a little bit, obviously, right now. Losers of a couple straight games. And Trevor Lawrence, not 100% healthy. And uh, here here comes Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. Ravens, a three-and-a-half-point road favorite at the Jags. Uh, lowish total in the game, about 43-and-a-half. Do you look at this as a bounce-back opportunity for Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars to the Ravens come in and roll? What do you think we see play out in Duval coming up on, on Sunday? Sunday night with the Ravens and the Jags. Yeah, I think it's going to be, I don't think, you know, neither team is, I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I think it's going to be a very close game. 
Um, I think it's a it's a tough matchup for the Jaguars based on you know kind of their injury situation. They're without you know their most important receiver in Christian Kirk on IR. Um, they were down to their fourth left tackle against the Browns. Now there's a chance that excuse me Walker Little will come back at left tackle. I think he's day to day is the last I heard. So there's a chance, but you know he's he had a uh, he had an injury just a couple weeks ago, so that's questionable. Um, you, you're down some guys in the secondary that they're going to try to get back. That's going to be important because, you know, Lamar's proven that he can play from the pocket this year with under Todd Munkin. Um, but the biggest thing is going to be just the physicality of that Ravens front. And the Jaguars have really struggled to run the ball as of late. And it's put a lot of pre- even more pressure on Trevor. And I think he's responded. He's, um, he's, he's tough as heck fighting through an injury. And, you know, and he'll, he'll be game. He'll be ready to play. Um, but can that can the Jaguars' offensive line handle the, physical, handle the physicality of a really good front seven who can rush the passer? They're good against the run, and if the Jaguars do what they ended up doing against Cleveland, where they called 57 pass plays, There's, he was sacked four times, he ran three times, and he threw it 50. That's not how this team play. You know, that's not how the game needs to flow if the, if the Jaguars want to beat the Ravens. Um, they're going to have to get something going on the ground. So I think it's going to be a close game. Um, you know, I'm the worst at picking Jaguar games because my uh, heart gets involved, and obviously uh, I have a strong biases towards them. And so uh, I'll be rooting heavily for the Jaguars. I know that for sure. Tony, only about uh, 30 seconds left. Would love to just hit one more game very quickly. And it's really just, do you think the Kansas City Chiefs can can blow out the Patriots on Sunday? The betting market for this game, and Chiefs have not been very good for a few weeks, struggled in some of these big, big games they've had the last couple weeks, Eagles, Bills. Um, do you think the Chiefs can win this game by 10 or more points? Do you think they could beat any team by 10 or more points right now in about 30 seconds? No, um, because I don't think they have the explosive players outside. I think their passing game is limited. Um Obviously, have one of the best tight ends ever in Travis Kelsey, but they don't have the speed. They don't have the, the skill set on the outside, and it's hurting them. And so they have to play a completely different game. And I think the Chiefs still they have the best quarterback on the planet, in my opinion, in Mahomes. Uh, their defense is playing really good this year. Um, but I think this is a team that has to rethink how they play and how they win games. And I think, you know, they're not going to – I don't think they blow out anybody. Maybe trade for Tyree Kill, get him back, and maybe maybe that would help matters out for the uh, for the Kansas City Chiefs. Try to get some explosive plays on the uh, on the perimeter. Tony, we appreciate it, man. This was this was fantastic. Even though we both have the association with Pete Prisco, it was still awesome. Pro Football Hall of Famer Tony Baselli. You could listen to him calling games. Analyst for our friends at Westwood One on Twitter at Tony Baselli. My friend, have a great broadcast coming up this week. Enjoy the games, and we'll catch up with you soon. Hopefully, you're on. You better, you bet. Thanks, guys. Tony Baselli joining us here on the show. Absolutely awesome. Like great stuff. Brandon Marshall Former and Tony Baselli both today. great on the show today. That yeah, it's really, great. it's really it's really great. On the other side, we'll continue our handicap of week fifteen. Henry cuts it back, dives and scores, and Tennessee has tied it up with the PAT coming. Incredible rally. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Chris Fowler with the call last night on ESPN. I feel like Chris might walk out of that booth being like, where's, where's Kirk Herbstreet? 
Kirk, where, where, where are you at? Uh, Chris on the call with, uh, with Dan Orlovsky and, and Lewis Riddick last night of the other Monday Night Football game with the Titans and the Dolphins. Uh, narrator, the extra point was good, and the Titans would go on to beat the Miami Dolphins in like stirring comeback fashion last night. Pretty improbable, 28-27. So over the next 40 minutes, we will hit as many games as we can coming up week 15 in the NFL we will wrap it up coming up next hour power hour on the show we'll also have a conversation with our friend Matt Moore uh, talking NBA and we'll give you all our bets for tonight uh, just last thing here and Jake bring the music up on the Titans and the Texans we touched on this game to uh, to end last hour on the show and Ken you were kind of saying like you know maybe it's maybe it's Houston up in a teaser um, we'll see, well, like, obviously what the injury situation is going to be is Stroud going to play is Nico Collins going to play is uh, Dalton Schultz going to play and my thought was, look, if if these guys are all going to miss, and we don't know about Stroud yet, the concussion protocol seems like roll, roll of the dice. D'Amico Ryans addressed the media yesterday on Monday in Houston. He kind of made it seem like this was pretty iffy for Nico Collins dealing with a strained calf muscle. Um, if Nico's going to miss this game, and it's not just Nico out, right? Tank Dell's out for the season two. Schultz plays, is he going to be 100%? And you might be looking at Davis Mills potentially throwing to Robert Woods, and John Mechie and Noah Brown and like Brevin Jordan uh, with two running backs and like Singletary's had a couple of nice games, but like a largely inefficient rushing attack this year up against the Titans. And I, and a good defensive coach obviously in D'Amico Ryans, this total seem a little high to you if that's going to be the case here. And Ken, I'm sure the total would go down if all these guys were ruled out. And I don't know, maybe, maybe trying to get ahead of something here if we get word that you know Stroud might miss. The total kind of stuck out to me a little bit as maybe being like a smidge high if this is going to be the case. I mean, I just, my only concern though is like what we've known about the Titans all along, right? Uh, we don't know if Jeffrey Simmons is going to play necessarily, but like their past defense is atrocious. So I know like the way we the way we frame like, oh, like Davis Mills and, and Mechie and Noah Brown, these guys like, and Robert Woods, like, I mean, like that, that offense can still score a lot of points against the like every offense can potentially score a lot of points like the last night's game like did go over the total but a lot of Miami's offense was obviously obscured by the fact that like Tyreek gets hurt early well like Jalen Waddle and Mostert get hurt on the first drive they come back in Tyreek gets hurt and you could tell and, and Baselli Tony Baselli did a great job of pointing this out uh Fowler did a good job on the telecast of constantly pointing this out like is this <clears throat> excuse me is this is this the best argument for Tyreek Hill's MVP candidacy is like look at this like look at how you know just like sort of uh inconsistent I guess would be uh maybe the maybe the right word just uh inefficient this offense is if Tyreek Hill's not there so uh, my whole point of like saying that is just if he plays like I think there's no question they have the potential to score a billion points in that game and Houston can show up with basically anything I think and have the potential to score a lot of points like if the weather's okay and the total's in the 30s just like I think the Titans pass defense and the Titans ability to give up explosive plays kind of just like I I feel like would hinder my ability to like bet an under in the like I just I wouldn't it's still like a forward thinking offensive coordinator who has orchestrated an offense to score a lot of points this year and generate a lot of big plays like that didn't go anywhere the guy pulling the strings is, is not as good but like the concept like the strategy the uh you know whether to be conservative or not the aggressiveness is, is still there so yeah I, I don't I would actually kind of be thinking the opposite. I'd be like, maybe guys miss and it's like 35 and the weather's okay and you play the over. Um, and maybe you get like a 2017 type of game pretty easily. Yeah, I think this is the game where we'll we'll have to like know more about like the Texans injury situation sure. before we're able like to finalize any bets. Kind of similar to the Packers Bucks game. So more conversation on this game coming up tomorrow. First injury report will be out, and obviously over the course of the rest of the week. All right. Let's go to this uh 
was Dolphins Jets game on Sunday in Miami. And I agreed wholeheartedly with what Whale said when he joined us on the show yesterday, Drew Densick. Like, this was 11 and a half yesterday before Miami played. And I saw that. I'm like, well, I hope we get something similar to this because I'd love to bet the Jets at this price. Uh, well, Miami loses, and now we won't we won't get that price. And also, Tyree Kills day-to-day and starting center Connor Williams torn ACL, like done for the year for the Miami Dolphins. And kind of like the like the feeling around this team, like a little bit different right now. And, and you know, how about Brandon Marshall, our teammate, um, the BeckQL Network saying last hour, like Miami can't win the big game, right? They just can't get it done. Not that this is that against the Jets, just that the feeling around this team, I feel like, is a little negative right now for a team that's 9-9 four extremely likely to make the postseason in the AFC uh the Jets a little momentum coming into this game Robert Sala said it was Zach Wilson's best game as a professional 300 plus passing yards as the Jets beat the Texans on Sunday at rainy MetLife the new market here Kim Miami a nine point home favorite total here 39 and a half and just for context when these two teams played on Black Friday at the Meadowlands uh the day after Thanksgiving uh Miami was a nine and a half point favorite at close of course, that was uh, Tim Boyle as the starting quarterback and not Zach Wilson, just as a method of comparison here between the two point spreads. So what do you make of this game on Sunday, Ken? Miami 9 against the Jets at BetMGM, total 39.5. And, and not just Tim Boyle, and I, this goes without saying, I guess, but like on the road, too. So like if you're looking and be like, well, how can it be the same number? I'd be like, well, because home field advantage is like different in both places. So it's like Boyle and that kind of like, a, I, I agree with you, like obscures the difference um, where it's like, can we can we take anything away from that? Where I'm not... I mean, I'll just speak for myself, like I'm not using the Black Friday game as some like anchor to make decisions in this game. Uh, Like Tim Boyle started and uh, the Dolphins were not nearly as hurt as they are coming into this game. So I don't I don't know if there's a lot to take away necessarily, like where like, well, they did this. So it has to be the same or the market has to be the same or anything. So I I would just start by saying that um, just from a mathematical standpoint, like the tools in your toolbox you can use to make bets. Uh, There are eight and a halfs on this game everywhere right now. I'm looking at a board that's about 90 percent eight and a halfs, Um, even though MGM is dealing nine, uh, eight and a half, obviously recall uh, brings to mind the two team six point teaser, which means like Miami does qualify now like basically as a result of looking so bad last night and Tyreek Hill's availability being in question uh, you do have the ability to tease Miami almost just to win the game right now against Zach Wilson at home so as as much as Miami leaves a bad taste in everybody's mouth because of what they did yesterday they were also up 14 without Tyreek Hill with three minutes left and now you can tease them to beat Zach Wilson at home just going to like throw that out there for everybody because I know everyone's like trying to pile on how bad Miami is right now. They were up two touchdowns with three minutes left and you get to basically just have to beat Zach Wilson now and you and you win half of a bet. Um, that's the start of this for me is now the ability to get that number and do this because of what's happening with Miami. I think that's a buy in terms of just like the overall side and total market. Um, you know, it'll move as Tyree Kill moves a little bit. Right. Like if he gets more likely to play, this probably gets sped up a little bit more. If he isn't going to play, we saw how bad it was. It's also, though, worth noting, I'm going to guess. And McDaniel, like, you know, I talked a lot about after the game about like he could have done some stuff differently or whatever. Always different to be thrown a really significant injury in the middle of a game as opposed to having a week where, you know, it's a possibility that that player is not going to play. So, like, I also don't think like because I think a lot of people it's going to be if Tyree Kill misses like, oh, my God, did you see what happened against Tennessee when he was out of the game? Look how terrible it looked. And the Jets defense is really good. And like they can hold up just like. It's way different to have a quarterback injury. It'd be the same thing. Like, yeah, the guy gets all week to prepare for the game. That's going to be a little different than, hey, go in and and do something different. I think Tyree Kill, it's honestly no different with Jalen Waddell having to do more and having to call the game completely differently. So I'm like still not 
like out on Miami in a bunch of these situations. Uh, do I want him in a huge game against the Bills at the end? No. Do I want him against Dallas? Probably not. But like to beat Zach Wilson, to you be able to use that teaser now at this price, like I'm almost looking at this as like th like thank you for losing and blowing this 14 point lead. Like now I get to make this bet. Um, if Tyreek's out, what do you think the point spread's going to be? And we think it he's going go to play. Just I don't think clear. it'll be seven. I don't think it'll be seven. It'll be a little little less than this. I don't know something that's not seven. Now it is worth noting, like they were up 14 at the end of the game. I think like like me, you, and like Alex and Jake and uh, and company here uh, and Tyler. I think we could have maybe scored a couple touchdowns with the way they gifted they gifted uh, Miami the ball in the red zone there with oh, those two no fumbles questions. towards the end of the yeah. game. Um, I. We talked about this off air a little bit, and I'm kind of like, I don't know what I want to do here. There's part of me, and look, you make a great, you make a great case, right? And de did I say downtown Mike Brown? Mike Brown also. I don't know if I've mentioned him. We're really late in the season. We work every day. Yeah. Brains, brains a little Love fried you at guys. this point. Yeah, you guys are the best. Also, also would like to go on vacation and not talk to anyone for a really long time. Uh, I'm a little unclear about what I want to do. And Ken, like I said, you make a good case potentially for Miami, at least in a teaser leg, right? How, poor, how bad they looked. It is still Zach Wilson. Um, part of me feels like the Jets are just going to win this game. And part of me feels like the Giants have a good chance to win against the Saints on Sunday also. So look, we can, we'll analyze both games, and I'll give you my thoughts on both games individually. But I'm, I'm thinking about spreading the news and leaving today. We haven't done the New York-New York Moneyline Parlay since October 2021. Coincidentally enough... The Giants also were in New Orleans for that one and won that game in overtime with Joe Judge still as the coach. In the Saquon Barkley, like, amazing overtime in fourth quarter. The Giants winning that game at New Orleans, and the Jets beat the winless Jets at the time, beat the Tennessee Titans 27-24 that day also. So I, I don't know if I'm going to do it, but I do think that the Jets are live in the game. Um, I, I I would never lay Miami at this number. Uh, maybe maybe it is Miami in a teaser, and I'll give some, some time to think about the game this week. But I, I, I do think, Ken, that the Jets are going to be frisky in this game. I do not think that Miami, like, blows them out. Maybe they win by three, right, or win by four, and they cover a teaser leg. I don't think Miami wins this game by ten or more. Like, if I had to bet the side right now, just like, like nine or eight and a half bet the side, I, I think I would take the points with the Jets. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I think it's interesting. Is this uh, is this going to be the start of like a longer swoon for the Dolphins as we go into the end of the season? I know you're like really bullish on the Jets in this game, really bullish or on the Bills. Or a good run for to... the Jets, right? Curious what you think about sure. that. Like, are the Jets going to start playing a little better now after what happened last week? My answer to that's like a flat no, because it's Zach Wilson. I think it's just going to be inconsistent. There are going to be some games where they play well, some games where they don't. That's kind of what it's going to be. And maybe it's a little hard to figure out which one, when it's one and when it's the other. But, uh, you know, I, I, I think I would... I'd be more interested in the idea that, you know, the Dolphins just like the way the schedule ended up breaking for them. They had so few games that were like remotely challenging that when they kind of like found themselves in one, like look, kind of like look at what happened. And when they've had these test games this year, they've lost. Um, I think it's possible they don't close the year very well. But like, what is this game in that? Like Dallas, that's a test game. Buffalo end of the year, that's a test game. Those are games where we know the Dolphins haven't played very well when they play a team with equal talent, um, when they play a team with like equal speed and uh, and playmakers. Sure. Um, is that what this is? Because like the the Black Friday game, like boil, like the point spread, boil against the Dolphins. Like it's all, that's all a toss out. If Tyreek Hill plays, it's a lot of the same components for the Dolphins offense and a lot of the same components for the Jets defense. And the Dolphins offense smashed for parts of that game. They had trouble converting on some of their red zone trips, but like, I think it was like six, six and a half yards per play in the game against the Jets defense playing at home. So like, I, 
I don't know. Like, I, I'm not I'm not nearly like I, I know you. I hear all the reasons why you think the Jets are good and you like them. And you might be right. I, I don't it's not like super confident and I'm not like laying Miami confidently. I just I'm always mindful of like the last thing we saw because you're like you love the Giants. You love betting against the Dolphins. Like, I'm always mindful of like, what was the last thing we saw? Is that in this? Is that like big time in this? And in all the games that we're talking about, the answer is a huge yes. Like Titans might close a field goal favorite against you. Like, look at all of these point spreads have changed in two days based on what we've seen. Like, is the idea that like, oh, well, I know it was 11 and a half, 12, and now it's nine, but like still so much value on the Jets. Whale would say yes. Like he makes the number way less than this, I think. But I'm always mindful of like, not of just like the the extreme recency bias that happens in the NFL sometimes and how that's sometimes not really indicative of what ends up happening. Hey, look, you might be right about that. Um, I'm not saying that I want to bet the Jets, just that I would rather bet the Jets than bet at, at the number right now. I wouldn't lay Miami. I think I'd bet the Jets are nothing. And, you know, let's 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 see how this Dolphins offensive line holds up against the Jets defensive frontier. Now, I will say, as we kind of do the segment and, you know, Miami to win at home against Zach Wilson by three does seem like it's pretty good. So we're not in range there at BetMGM just yet. Uh We'll probably get there, right? Considering that we're there, like Ken said, in a bunch of other sports books, right? So maybe that's what this is, is Miami teasers. I, I would not lay this number with Miami, though. Just like I would not lay the nine. I prefer to take the Jets if I had to choose between the two. Um, let's close the segment and at least uh, start talking about the Saints and the Giants. I, I think this was six yesterday, right? Before the game, before the Monday yep. Night Football game. And then it went down to four and a half and then it went back up to six. I guess New Orleans got bet a little bit today. So Tommy DeVito, like taking the nation by storm and the Gabagool and all this good stuff and all the Sopranos memes that everyone like tweets the same thing. And it's like, like we get it, everybody. Like, and is agents. it really that funny? And I don't think agents. there are any jokes left with the agent. I don't think there are any jokes left. I think they've all been used. <laughs> So the agent's name is Sean Stilato, and like I have a friend with the last name Stilato, who I think is definitely funnier and more of an Italian than the agent. Just, just, just my opinion. As an Italian from New York, who's friends with a lot of other Italians from New York, sure. just, just saying. Um, so the Giants, kind of like the, one of the toasts of the NFL right now, they are six-point road dogs at New Orleans on Sunday. The total's thirty-seven and a half, and I say this half joking, like. I, is DeVito better than Derek Carr? Like, Carr is probably a better quarterback than DeVito, but I mean, Carr is brutal. And maybe DeVito's not great, but neither's Derek Carr. Ken, curious your early thoughts on this game. We can carry it over into the next segment. Well, I mean, you're, the better argument there is, like, who's the better coach? And it's, like, not even close. Like, that's the that's like the, that's the big winning argument in this game, right? I mean, it's Dennis Allen versus Dable. And, you know, Dable's had a, a pretty rough season these last few games notwithstanding, but... Yeah, I mean that's. Uh, I, I think you know it's it's a broken record. Uh, I I almost if it's if Derek Carr is the starting quarterback, I'm not laying a big number with the Saints in any game, and they covered against Carolina, and Carolina was that bad. And if you bet him, it was great. I'm I'm never going to lay the Saints in games like this. Not bet the game or bet the other team. That's always what I'm doing. We'll talk about it on the other side. How to bet the Saints and the Giants. We'll also get to Sunday Night Football at the Ravens and the Jaguars. Monday Night Football at the Eagles and the Seahawks. You better you bet rolls on right after this. With Barkley back at tailback, they hand to him, edge, touchdown Giants, and a nice answer by New York. 
Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Joe Buck with the call on Monday Night Football. Saquon Barkley, really good game up until, you know, the phantom fumble at the end when no one touched him and he just like was like, hey, you know, here, here you go, Green Bay. Go down and uh, take the lead. <laughs> That's weird. But uh, Saquon played well otherwise, and the Giants end up upsetting the Green Bay Packers, setting up a game against the New Orleans Saints in the Big Easy coming up on Sunday. We'll continue our handicap of that game, and we'll get to Sunday night and Monday night football in a moment. But I want to remind everybody, it's the holiday season, and uh, if you haven't done your gift shopping yet, what better gift to get for the person in your life that loves sports, loves sports betting, and loves you better you bet? Then uh, checking out youbetteryoubetshop.com to check out t-shirts, hoodies, short sleeve t-shirts, by the way, long sleeve t-shirts, hoodies, hats, all sorts of good stuff featuring all your favorite show, catchphrases, slogans, etc. We got Choose Your Capper with Ken Barkley. We got Don't Be a Slap. We got the Prop King. We got the Eight Buckets Bucket Hat. So all your You Better You Bet merchandise needs, youbetteryoubetshop.com. That website again, youbetteryoubetshop.com. This is our final segment for the day on Stadium. So if you're watching us on Stadium right now, head on over to Twitch, twitch.tv backslash betql for the final hour Power hour of the show, all our bets for tonight, and a conversation with Matt Moore from the Action Network. He'll give us give us his NBA bets for a busy night in the association. But for now, we'll continue our handicap of Week 15. Jake, roll the music back up, please, with the Saints and the Giants. So I'll give you my thought on the game in a second. But Ken, you were saying going to break, you never want to lay points with Derek Carr. And look, like the Saints did cover on Sunday. Like, look at the box score; <laughs> they did nothing. The Panthers outgained them by 100 yards. It was Bryce Young was so inept that New Orleans ended up winning the game by 20 plus points. Much less, like, the, it was less what the Saints did and more what the Panthers couldn't do. So, does that mean that you're going to end up betting the Giants, Ken, on Sunday in either a, you know, take the points or a money line capacity? It's just, uh, I feel like, I, I feel like this, not, I, I know this was the same number yesterday. There's like such a big difference. They, they played the Packers at home last night and you could have had six or more that whole week. They got to go on the road to like a place that can be kind of tough to play sometimes. You take the same number. Like that kind of sucks. Honestly, if you like the Giants in the game, like I don't, you're not getting a discount here. You're getting no break on the price. Like it's the same market almost as they had a home game last night against a team that's probably like just as good as the Saints, these average NFC teams. So it's just like, I, I don't love the price. Just to your point about the Saints, I, I had this, I think I had this for yesterday. Uh, you brought up the total yard discrepancy. The yards per play in that game is like, is staggering as like absolute incompetence on offense for both teams. So the crazy thing is the Saints were actually really good in the red zone, which they never are ever. And that's like one of the reasons why I never like betting them in, the, in their games to win by margin. They were three for four in the red zone. They averaged four yards per play. The Panthers averaged 3.8. I mean, I just like eyes bleed level offense from both teams. And so I think the idea of, oh, well, like Carr played and they won 28-6, like it's all good. Like it's not, it's not all good. <laughs> like it's definitely, it's a lot. It could be a lot of things. All good would not be like in the first ten things that you would list. Uh, it's none of those things. So it's, it's tough. It's like it's never the Saints. It's never teasing them or money line parlay or anything involving like the positive stuff with them. And then it's just like, is this a good price to play their opponent? Like, is this the opponent to play against them? Is this the price to pay? This is the part that I'm unclear about. It's the coach that you would want to play, like a guy, a guy who's like pretty good in these situations and you get a bunch of points. 
is it the quarterback you want to play and cutlets are great and everything but like tommy devito on the road less than a touchdown yeah you know might be better spots it's uh yeah i think it makes it like a tougher decision but like this is a very one-sided conversation i think and i think we're both like you're more bullish on this side than i am but i think we're both like not the saints it's just like what number how do we want to bet the giants do we want to do it i think you're you're bigger on it than i am I, I, I like this Giants defense right now, kind of like turning into something that's not going to be like a top five defense in the young league. Young players. Like, I think the, I, and that's, and that's the thing, right? I think the point is, is that like these young players maturing as the season goes along and like will be even better for next year, right? I, 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 I don't think they're like going to be like the, the Dallas Cowboys defense at any point this season, but they are improving. It's like, how are, how are the Saints going to, like the way the Saints win this game by margin is if Tommy DeVito turns the football over. Right. And to be fair to DeVito, like he's pretty careful in the way he's kind of held on to the football and the Giants have a significant coaching advantage, obviously in this game. Um... I'm unclear if I want to take the six with the Giants, if I want to just bet the Giants to win the game. Also, just like one other note, and it's not something that could ever be quantified in a point spread, right? So Derek Carr got into it on Sunday with um, with yeah. McCoy, right? With Eric McCoy, the starting center for New Orleans. Yep. They could be seen on camera kind of screaming at each other. And Carr, you know, because Carr's really good with the media. Like, to be, like he always says the right things. But at, the, at some point, it's kind of like, the message is going to fall on deaf ears because he keeps doing the same things over and over again. And then he comes out with a really good explanation. Like, I can't do this. I can't wear my heart on my sleeve like this. I can't be this emotional. But every single Sunday, he's really emotional. And he's yelling at a teammate. Or he's super frustrated. And you can understand, right, the human elements of this. You know, I think he, he probably senses that you know, I may never like get to where the promised land is the quarterback. Like It may never happen. I feel like he's kind of feeling that, just my opinion. I think I'm probably probably right about that. Um, I It feels like there's some like combustibility here with this team, with this coach and this quarterback right now. And look, like I'm not making, saying that Tommy DeVito's Joe Montana or anything close to it. It does feel like this Giants team's a lot more cohesive right now than the New Orleans Saints are. So I, I don't know how it is that I'd like to play the Giants here. It's never for New Orleans, though, Ken. I don't know if it's going to be money line or if I'll take the points, but uh, maybe I'll play the Giants on the money line and, and 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 root my team home here. Never, never the Saints. Just like how do I want to play the Giants? You're also never the Saints, but it sounds like you're more like maybe nothing in the game. Maybe, yeah. Six, six is a little bit of an intriguing number. Anything less than this, no way. But six is uh, it's a little bit of an interesting number. It's just, um, yeah, it's just Why it's tough to look at the market up, last by the way? It's a great question. Uh, I don't, I don't know. I don't know the answer. Uh, something else got bet today, and somebody. Oh, uh, this is it's, it's me. It's me, hi, I'm the problem. It's me. It was an award market, and I, I had somebody ask me like, why does Luca keep getting bet to win Most Valuable Player? And I was like, I was like, look, I got, I got reasons. None of them are smart. I don't think it is that smart, but like I can tell you why I think he's getting bet in like a bunch of these games or like after a bunch of these performances he's having. Uh, also, I think it's almost not, it's not impossible. He can win. It's really, really, really unlikely that I think he's going to win, but it's just like, but he can get bet. So yeah, sometimes it doesn't always have to be something that we agree with, I guess. Like I, I'm sure there are people that think the Saints are, are a good bet in some situations where we don't. Uh, I'm sure there are some people that say I'm trying to think of like other teams that we like to play on in in the NFL, but like I'm, I'm sure some of these situational things that we like, people want to bet on injuries or they want to bet uh, against, you know, to be fair, like it's Tommy DeVito short rest on the road, you know, like you can frame this a certain way where um, maybe the Giants don't have enough to win the game. So, I, you know, I, I, I can be I can put myself in the other person's shoes a lot. I don't know why they got that. 
Um, it's tough to make the case, honestly. Like the, the, to your point, the Saints can win the game. The Saints can cover the number. They beat Carolina badly score wise. Just like, okay, like all right, all right. Let's say this is twenty eight six. I'll guarantee you the box score isn't a twenty eight six box score if they beat the Giants by that score. They probably probably get outgained in the game. So just like okay, like you could bet the Saints thinking that'll happen again. That just seems like a bad bet. Here's here's the other thing, and you mentioned like the Giants point spread. You're not getting a break on the point spread after what last night's was against the Green Bay Packers. What did the Saints close against the Panthers on Sunday? This closed six, right? Uh, yes. Oh, I think yes. I think six one ten. Yeah. So so is is the thought like have the Saints been upgraded? Is it like the Giants are as bad as the Panthers? Because like they're definitely like the Giants are definitely better than the Panthers well, right now. No team, and that's not as Nick Cost- Panthers. Yeah. And look, and that's and that's not even like Nick Costos Giants fan saying that. Like I don't care about the Giants. Like I do. I'd like for them to win, but like I'm not a homer at all. Like the Giants are are absolutely better than the Panthers right now. But like Bryce Young, you would think is going to have a better career than Tommy DeVito. Bryce Young's out at sea right now. The guy's completely lost. Doesn't have it right. Shell shocked. Doesn't have it. So we're like. Like so, like you're right. The point spread last night on Monday Night Football compared to this one. Also, like, is this really what we're saying that the Giants and the Panthers are the same? Like, no way, right? And I get yeah. that the Saints won by twenty, but like you're even saying it, like, like that was not an authentic twenty point win. If you actually look at the box score of the game, and like I bet the Saints, so like God bless, I'm happy it happened. But I mean, like, really? I'm not saying the Giants are definitely going to cover. Just like, really? That's what this is going to be. I wonder if part of the well, we know this is true, but like part of the the market with Saints Panthers was just like, is Carr really going to play, and what percent is he going to be? So like that's part of what probably because remember the the whole week we never thought it was him, and so maybe that like kept that spread artificially low because he was like playing with seventeen injuries and it wasn't like a full rating, and maybe now that he's like completed a game and he's like going to play this week, maybe that's why you see more interest in the Saints because he made it through the game okay. Now like we can disagree with that, but like that might be partly to blame just because like when all week the quarterback is like oh he's not going to play he's not going to play oh he's going to play like I guess. Then you know you maybe you don't ever get like the full weight of that quarterback news and like a team's rating. You're always going to get like uh, a half of a car number, you know, like a two seater, like a convertible. So like the full car. So. Uh, and look, maybe Rashid Shaheed is back for the New Orleans Saints this week. We'll see, which will add like an element of explosiveness to the offense. Taysom Hill also missed last week's game. So like maybe they get some uh, some reinforcements back and the offense can be a little better. I don't know. It's just like Dennis Allen against Brian Dable and I get six points. I feel like yeah. I'm going to end up betting the Giants in some way, shape, or form. I will say just like just with like the New York, New York thing, if I had to bet one of the teams just like with the points right now without manipulating the market at all, uh, I would rather bet the Giants than the Jets. And maybe I will have a money line parlay with these two teams what if you but had to I bet also, one team to win if you had to bet one of the teams to win the game who would you bet uh hmm what's your answer to that question i'll answer it too just curious what you think well right now i would pick the jets because i don't know if tyreek hill is gonna play let's say tyreek plays i think tyreek the, the giants play. are more likely to win yeah i i think it almost See, I, I worry about, like, two in this matchup with this offensive line being what it is now against, like, the Jets' defensive front. Sure. Like, I worry about that. With um, all those jujitsu classes going to be paying off. <laughs> well, I tell you what, man. He took a hit down by the goal line yesterday. I'm, yeah. I, I'm not saying this to be funny. He took yep. a hit down by the goal towards the end of the game, right? Like, scrambled down to the two and, yeah. and just got slammed. And I'm thinking, like, please get up. 
Like, not even yeah. for bets or anything. Just, like, human being. Like, please don't let this be a concussion. Because that would be horrible if that were the case. And thankfully, he was able to get up. Um, Dolphins Jets has me in a pretzel because part of me thinks the Jets are going to win. And the other part of me is like, I think you're way, way right on Dolphins two and a half against Zach Wilson at home. So that Seems one, good. that one I got to think a little bit more about. But never New Orleans in the other game. Maybe we will dust off the Sinatra for some New York, New York coming up on Sunday. Uh, if you're watching on stadium, now's the time. Head on over to Twitch, twitch.tv backslash BetQL. All our bets for the night coming up in the final hour, the power hour. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.